Welcome to Red Maryland Radio, the Red Maryland Network's flagship show. Here are your hosts, Brian Griffiths and Greg Klein. And hello, everybody, and welcome to the brand new episode of Red Maryland Radio on the Red Maryland Network, coming to you from the Jim Plunkett Studio in the heart of the downtown Severna Park Business District, somewhere in the vicinity of the semi-historic Magothy River along the bucolic western shore of Maryland. You are listening to Maryland's leading political talk show. Yes. Red Maryland Radio. Don't get distracted by your phone. Keep going. On the Red Maryland Network. There's a lot going on here, Greg. A lot going on. Don't get distracted. You can't multitask. We've learned that. We're live on the air. I I know we're we're brave broadcasters because we're live on the air. We are live on the air. I am your host, Brian Givers. With me in studio, Greg Klein. Yes. We got a lot going on here tonight, okay? Later on in the the show, we are going to talk to John Frenet and Tim Hamilton. Our friends. From the, the Maryland the, Crabs. The Maryland Crabs. It's Maryland Podcast Month. Yes. Last week, Greg talked to Jimmy and Paul from JB's Drive-In We did. Podcast. We had a lot of fun. Those guys are a lot and of fun. And tonight, we're talking to John and Tim. Later on in the show, we're going to be talking about Baltimore stuff. Yes. Okay? So you're not going to want to miss that. There's a lot going on in Baltimore. Baltimore's a fascinating place right now. For fascinating all the wrong is the word. Reason, sure. well, For all the wrong reasons, but a fascinating place. All that and more on tonight's show now we got some business to take care of okay First some exciting stuff let's do some business and then we got an exciting announcement that we're going to make for you so brian i turn it over to you first we do want to remind you that the frederick county republican central committee invites you to their lincoln day dinner tomorrow tomorrow night may 10th 2019 that's gonna be at the Linganore winery out in mount airy their guest speaker congressman jim jordan Okay. Who's kind of been in the news lately. Yes, he Probably has. Probably a guy you want to hear from. Yes, you do. Uh, tickets are still available, presumably. Uh, go to frederickgop.org for more information, or is that frederickgop.com? Now I'm forgetting it, but go to one of those places and you'll find it. Or you can always email our friend Joey Lynn Huff, Joey Lynn H, that's J-O-E-Y-L-Y-N-N-H, at comcast.net. That's the Frederick County Republican Lincoln Day Dinner, which is tomorrow night in Mount Airy. That's coming to authority of the Frederick County Republican Central Committee, Joey Linhuff Treasurer. There's a link at redmaryland.com for all these as well. We also want you to know that this week's show is brought to you uh, by the Montgomery County Teenage Republican Banquet, the first ever Montgomery County Teenage Republican Banquet, which yeah. is happening on Tuesday, June the 11th, 2019. Join guest speaker, former Governor Bob Ehrlich at Buca de Peppo, Buca de Beppo, which Buca is de Beppo. hard for me to say, Buca de at Beppo. 122 Kentlands Boulevard in Gaithersburg. This event is free for teenage Republicans and $40 for you adults. For more information, contact Ryan Nyadek at ryan at nyadek.net. That's R-Y-A-N at G-N-I-A-D-E-K dot net. Or Dwight Patel at Dwight Nation, excuse me, at Dwight at DwightNation.com. That's coming to you authority of the Montgomery County Republican Central Committee, Don Irvine Treasurer. This week's show is also brought to you Trace. <laughs> by the Trace 2019 sponsors, Montgomery friends. County Republican Party Lincoln Day Dinner featuring guest speaker Lieutenant Governor Boyd Rutherford. I've heard of him. He, you've heard of him. He spoke at the 2019 Red Maryland Leadership Conference. Hold that thought. Foreshadowing. This dinner takes place on Monday, June the 17th at the Doubletree Hotel, 8120 Wisconsin Avenue in Bethesda. Sponsorship opportunities are available as are tickets. For tickets and more information, visit mcgop.com and click on 2019 LDD. As Greg said, tickets are, excuse me, the link is also available 
on redmaryland.com. Authority Montgomery County Republican Central Committee, Don Irvine Treasurer. Yes, there are links for all of these at redmaryland.com, and we support our Republican uh, Central Committees and, and all of them and urge you to go to these wonderful events as well and support them. Our teenage Republicans, our friends in Montgomery County and Frederick County and all over, we're happy to support them. And we appreciate them supporting Red Maryland. Speaking of supporting Red Maryland, yes. patreon.com slash Red Maryland, for one thing, by the way. Our brand new Patreon page, we urge you to come out and support us, help us spread the word on what we're doing. Every penny that you contribute as a patron of Red Maryland goes right into the product, uh, upgrading our, our product, uh, spreading the word. That's a lot of what we want to do with it. So go to even for a buck a month. And when you do that, not only support Red Maryland, but there's there's a lot of patron-exclusive content coming your way. Including the upcoming History of Mar- Red Maryland podcast. Yeah, and, and more and more. Some of which is going to be too hot for uh, too hot for your regular podcast. It's going to be patron-exclusive for some time, I can tell. You want to become a patron. It, it, we make, make some of it public eventually. But we really, really want you to come support us. So, again, even for a dollar a month, $5 a month, there's a bumper sticker, on and on. Lots of great rewards. You can go check it out. Patreon.com slash red maryland if every one of our facebook followers and every one of our twitter followers donated a buck yeah we could do a lot of cool stuff yeah we have a lot of friends and we just want to let you know this is the best way to support us and help us out and uh be a part of what we're doing we're not you know it doesn't we don't have to break the bank to do it to to help us out so we appreciate that that's right now patreon.com slash red maryland now let's talk about what you're really here for partially what you're here for uh, now, we have a big, big announcement, announcement Big announcement. You guys remember the 2019 Red Maryland Leadership Conference. Huge success. Huge Massive success. success. Made some money. All of we which, did. again, went right back into the, this uh, year. into planning this year's conference, right. which is what we're here to talk about. That's right. Now, some of you who bought tickets last year had a pre-sale opportunity. Thank you for those of you who took advantage of that. Yeah. Awesome. Um, it's really, we're really, we, thank you. Yes. We appreciate it. So but let's now we are out. here to tell you. Can I get a drum roll? I don't have a drum roll. Can ready. I have some sort of appropriate sound effect? Cocaine is a hell of a drug. Well, that's is that not, it? That's is that good? It. Is that... Try something else. Um. All right. All right. Here we go. Let me try something. How about this? Does that work for you? Try the one next to it. Try the one next other to it. Other one. No. See, I didn't think that was a good choice. But no, I, I wanted the other it. one that's on the other side. What's up, Dad? Thank you for asking. What's up? What's up, Dad? Thank you. So what's up is that the 2020 Red Maryland Leadership Conference is coming. Okay? Yes. Mark your calendars. Mark your calendars right now. Listen, very closely. There's a date coming your way. Circle it. Block it off. Whatever you do, here's the date. The 2020 Red Maryland Leadership Conference. Saturday, January 11th, 2020. Once again, we will return to the double What is that date? Give us a date one more time. Saturday, January the 11th. 2020. Yes, I love the Red Maryland Leadership Conference. <laughs> okay, 2020. I didn't know where you were going with that. Yeah, I didn't either. I was kind of Fair. swerving around. But that's the date. So give the date one more time. Give it again. Saturday, January 11th, 2020. Circle it. Double Mark Tree it Hotel in Annapolis. It's the same great venue. Yes. That we had for last year's conference. We're we have more tickets available. We sold out last year. Sold out a month in advance last year. 
So we've got a lot more tickets. We gave people who came last year a pre-sale opportunity. Many of you took advantage of that at the rock bottom pre-sale price as a thank you for those folks right. who supported us last year. Many of you took advantage of it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, that price that that price isn't going to last. But go to that price has already expired. Yes, that price <laughs> is not going to last. So. But the, this will sell out. Yes. This, this event will absolutely sell out. Yes. Um, so you, so where do we want people to go? And then we'll tell you who's going to be there. RedMarylandConference.com. Greg, please put that into our chat for our I Facebook will do that. viewers. RedMarylandConference.com. It will take you right to the Eventbrite page, and you can buy tickets. Now, of course, an email link will be forthcoming. Yes. A Facebook event will be forthcoming. But you can go right now to redmarylandconference.com and buy your tickets. New this year, okay, vendor tables. Vendor tables. So if you have a product, if you are an organization, correct. if you are a candidate, if you are a business, and you want to show your wares to Red Maryland customers, to our guest speakers, right? whatever, you can buy a table and show your stuff off. Exactly. And we'll be happy to sell you a table. We had some people ask late last year, hey, you guys having a vendor table? And we said, no, there was enough interest. We're going to throw it out there and see you know, who wants to buy a vendor table. So we, we took the sellout that we had last How many people? We have 150 people last year sold yeah. it out. We've expanded that number. Okay. So you've got hundreds of the most dedicated. Diehard. Diehard uh, Republicans conservatives in the state of Maryland who are going to come together on Saturday, January 11th. 11th. Um, If you are a candidate running for office or thinking about running for office, certainly the statewide campaigns that will be going on next year will definitely want to do this. If you're someone who has wares or has an organization or one to get – this you're not going to get a better chance. This is this is the audience you want to market to. This is your people. Reach out these to us now. You want to talk to 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 have a vendor table. And if you are one of these people who want to be part of this select phalanx of core conservatives in the state, the vanguard, if you will, I will. I will. You know, um, remember that movie about the Spartans that fought at the Battle of Thermopylae? Three hundred. Three three hundred. If you want to be part of the three hundred, I'm not saying that number exactly i'm just making a point uh get your tickets yeah get your tickets go to redmarylandconference.com right now right now if you went last year you knew how great it was many of you already bought tickets maybe you got the emails like oh it's months away it's it's gonna this is going to sell out it sold out last year a month in advance it and and that was when nobody knew whether we would be able to pull it off it's going to be better this year we yes we've we already know it's going to be better right it's going to be bigger, and it's going to be better. Now, I do want to mention, by the way. Please do. That one of our sponsors already lined up, McShane yes. LLC, political yes. consultants. Um, so let's talk about some of the folks who are going to be there. Thank you to McShane LLC. By the way, Rory McShane, who will be speaking, who is one of our speakers, who was a, an one of our most popular hit. speakers last year. One of our, an enormous hit. He's fantastic. He's coming back this year. Uh, you, you, if, if you are somebody who's involved in electoral politics... Which I think of that, you know, if you're in that cadre of people who would come to this thing, that you're interested in that. Yes. He's a must-see. And you know who else is coming, too? Who else is coming? Returning this year, Ian Patrick Hines from Another Hines Digital. Another guy. Another guy. Two guys who know how to win elections as Republicans, as conservatives. They do it 
every single cycle all around the country and here in Maryland as well. Yeah. So, you know, we don't just come in and talk about policy and all that stuff. We'll be doing a lot of that. We're not just hearing from candidates, though we will. We also have practical nuts and bolts advice from people who know how to win on how to win. Because at the end of the day, if we're going to move forward, we have to get people elected who hold our values and, and That's so right. forth. So, and, and these guys do it in a way that is uplifting and is positive and makes you want to run through wall, especially Rory. You know, I'm like, let's go. Let's go, go, go. So um, people loved their presentations last year. Yes. We've got them coming back. Now, we don't just have that. We have right. other great speakers already confirmed. We'll add more as we right. go along. So also confirmed, this yes. won't surprise you, to be BAL's Andrew Langer. Yes. He'll we'll be, be leading a panel on a panel. gun policy. Guns. We'll be talking about guns. A gun policy. He'll have a panel of top-notch experts, and we'll we'll release those names as we go along, but it will be chaired by our old friend, uh, Andrew Langer of WBAL Radio, a regu- who regularly has appeared on NRA TV and other things, a guy who's very well steeped in conservative policy, uh, particularly that with regard to guns. This is going to be a fantastic, informative panel talking about a key issue to people within our community. Right. Also returning, WBAL's Jerry Rogers. Fan favorite. He will be leading Great our pro-life guy. panel this year. Which is awesome. Right. Great guy. Also, coming back this year, Delegate Kathy Shalega. Yes. Also lined up this year, Secretary Kelly Schultz, the Commerce State's Commerce Secretary. Right. And and, and Delegate Shalega will be part of our legislative leaders panel like we had last year. We'll be just starting session. That'll be that was a huge um, that was a very popular thing that we did, answering questions, and we'll do that a little differently. We'll talk more about that later. But um, so you've got so here's what you've got already lined up. Two great speakers talking about how to win elections. You've got a fantastic panel that we're going to have of experts talking about gun policy. You've got our legislative leaders and legislative uh, representatives in Annapolis uh, led by Kathy Jalega, and we'll confirm others as we go along. And also we also have confirmed as well the brand okay. new chair of the Maryland Young Republicans, Maria Sophia, will be there. Okay. She's got a bit of work to do. Yeah. But again, <laughs> um, talking about you know yeah. one of the things, how you organize, how you move forward mm-hmm. going into the election. Somebody go who ahead. has you helped ha- win elections in Maryland, by the way. Very competitive ones. Right. And and I, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to skip over. I certainly wanted to highlight Secretary Schultz, who is going to be there. Yeah. So those are just the confirmed speakers. Right. Lots more to come. Lots more we're working on that yeah, we can't we'll, confirm yet. Yeah. These are people locked in. You are going to want to be there. There's going to be ticket, a lot more. Your ticket comes with lunch. It does come with okay. lunch. It does come with lunch. It's it going comes to be with a, lunch. The presentation is going to be bigger, better. Um, Some it's would say be, longer, bigger, and uncut. Not us, though, because we're not so coarse. But uh, it. <laughs> there may be cutting involved. <laughs> but... It's gonna. It's a great event. We're having fun. If if you know anybody who went last year, it was a great event. This year's gonna be even better, guaranteed. So get your tickets. Go to redmarylandconference.com right now. Redmarylandconference.com. Mark on your calendar January eleventh. Eleventh. It's a Saturday. Two thousand twenty. Plan to be in an app. Just circle that right now. Saying you don't schedule anything else. Okay. This is why That's we announce it in advance. You're all home from Christmas at that point. Presumably. Yes. Okay. So yes, just set aside the day. 
Yeah, Look, absolutely. The Ravens are the earliest the Ravens will play that day is four thirty. Okay, so right, yeah. There's, there's it's Saturday. It's gonna be fine. Just mark it down. It's gonna be a great event. Buy your tickets. Don't wait. Don't let it sell out. We got pe- We had people last year, and then I I know we're uh, we should have our 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 guest on the line here in a second. Yeah, uh, well, we got up. one guest on the line in a second. Um, Last year, we had people emailing us. Oh, I know you said the conference is sold out. Can you get me in? No, I can't get you in. Right. We had to turn people away at the door last year. Yeah. Don't do the, well, don't you know who I am? Yeah, I know who you are. There are are. no tickets. You're a guy who didn't buy a ticket. Right. So So don't do that. Buy your tickets. There's there's more available this year. Not an unlimited amount. It's going to be bigger. We've already sold a bunch before we made this announcement, before we officially announced a date. We've sold a bunch. So don't wait. Do not wait. RedMarylandConference.com. January 11th, 2020. Tell your friends. Tell everybody you know. Tell them that it's going to sell out. It sold out last year. For crying out loud. It sure did. It sure did. And this year's going to be even better. Yes. All right. I think we've pimped it enough for this week. For now. RedMarylandConference.com. RedMarylandConference.com. January 11th. 2020. January 11th, 2020. RedMarylandConference.com. There you go. All right. Let's change gears because. Let us change gears. Cocaine is a hell of a drug. Yeah, I don't. That was unintentional. That was just. I just. I hit a wrong button, apparently. Let's do this as a little. We do this live. We'll do it live. We're doing it live. So, as part of our Maryland Podcast Month festivities, we've invited. Folks from uh, other Maryland podcasts onto the show to talk about their shows and what they talk about and whatever else kind of we can we can get into with them. And joining us on this week's show is somebody who you guys heard last year on Red Maryland, somebody whose show we were on last uh, last. They were very fall, kind to have us on fall yes. as well. We've got uh, the guys from the Maryland Crabs podcast are here tonight and. Because I am an ill-prepared host, I have no idea whose number is showing right now. So, John or Tim, please identify yourself. You guys looked out today, Tim. Yes. Uh, <laughs> he came to the airport for some reason or another. He was picking up his daughter, and he probably tried to sneak something through security. So he called me in a panic and said, I'm not going to make it. And I said, we all appreciate that. <laughs> so I was going to praise him for his interview that he did. I got to listen to his Paul Reed Smith interview on the way home from work today. And that was a uh, that was a very interesting interview, especially the part where he accidentally insulted Paul Reed Smith. That was fun. Well, that's not hard. In all fairness, I sat next to Paul Reed Smith at a wedding a few years ago, and he and I did not click at all. So... Okay. He said, we got this interview coming up. I'm really excited. I said, I can't make it. And he goes, it's just as well. So but it was a good interview. But John will insult our guests from time to time. Well, we have a lot of history. Kind of his trademark. Yeah, we have a lot of history, and we'll, we'll get to that in a second. But before that, for folks who aren't familiar with the Maryland Crabs, uh, tell us what the Maryland Crabs is and, and what, you got, what your podcast is all about. So Maryland Crabs, we started this about, we're going on three years now, and we've had, until recently, we've had at least one episode every week, a one-hour episode every Thursday. We changed that probably about a month and a half ago. We went to every other Thursday because John was being a baby about it, and he was also doing all the work. So we, uh, we switched to every other week, but we released what we call Crab Cakes, which are smaller episodes that we sprinkle in throughout the week, and they go anywhere from 20 to 40 minutes. And we're doing more of those, which means we're actually doing more work now than we did before. 
But we cover everything. We, we're, not a, we're not like you guys. You guys, first of all, you have a killer website. And by the way, do you have a conference coming in? We've heard something about that. We, RedMarylandConference.com, I think I heard something yeah, about. Yeah, I, I, I thought you might have a conference coming up. But um, we have uh, – But so we're not political like you guys for the most part, but we have had the governor come on, Governor Hogan, and we've had Congressman Brown – uh, Peter Franchot, I went on there and he insulted me um, because he thought it was funny, which it was funny. Wes Adams. Um, so all, all the local politicos, um, all the mayors and we, we had uh, of Annapolis, we've had several uh, debates with all the mayors that we sponsored. We had them down at the Rams Head, who were very gracious and let us use their facilities there at the Rams Head on stage uh, in Annapolis. But, um, but we also interview local business owners or any kind of quirky people that we might come across. Um, we have a lot of people who come into the Rams Head. And we'll do interviews uh, with them on the phone. For example, I did uh, Bob Goldfleet and um, uh, uh, Dana Gould that they're coming this week. We do a lot of musicians. Um, and I'm doing, uh, interviewing Sarah Koenig uh, probably on Monday, who did the Serial Podcast. So we're going to interview them. So we're kind of a wide spectrum. We don't have that attention to detail and that laser-like focus that Red Maryland has. Well, I mean, you guys do kind of slice of life kind of centered on the Annapolis and Arundel County area. And you talk about all kinds of things, talk about events that go on. You, you, you talk with people. And and as you say, especially the crab cakes where you do interviews with with artists who are coming through the Rams head, particularly. I'm sure there's not an arrangement that you all have with them. Uh, but no, unfortunately not. Well, then I really don't understand it. But good. <laughs> it, it, they're a great podcast. Yeah, my, my, we are really bad businessmen. I got to tell you that. Right? So it's. We, we have this great, we can't even get tickets when we go to Ramshead. Oh, so I'll tell my wife, she goes, oh, you, I, I'll interview someone really good. She goes, we can go see them. I'm going to buy tickets. She goes, I'm not giving you tickets. I said, no. She goes, you really suck at this. I'm like, I know. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you do a great job promoting these events, coming, these artists coming in. Um, I, I remember that, I think it was John who did the interview, but uh, Ronnie Millsap came in a few months ago. And I remember seeing him as a kid, like a little kid. And the yeah. fact that he's still out there doing it and he's, you know, it was it was a great interview. Uh, it would have been if you're into that sort of music. It was it would have been great. But you do that all the time. I mean, you're you're interviewing Bobcat Goldthwait and Dana Gould who are coming into town and Sarah Keening. I mean, these are these are exciting podcasts. These people are coming locally that that folks in the Annapolis area can go see. So, so let's ask that. Let's ask the question about. It. Let's just follow up because because as Greg points out, you guys do a, do get get a lot of good gets. You know, folks who are they may be coming to Annapolis. They may be you know local political celebrities, local, you know, institutions like a Paul Reed Smith. How hard is it for you guys to get those guests to say yes? I'm assuming when it, with the politician, you know, with the governor and, and the Peter Franchos of the world, it's very easy to you know, put a microphone in front of them and they'll be willing to talk. But with some of these you know, bigger names like Paul Reed Smith or Sarah Koenig or Bobcat Goldthwait, what's the process in reaching out to their people to make something like that happen? Well, generally, uh, well, first of all, when you say we, Pretty much John. John, he's okay. the booker. He's the tech guy. I mean, John does most of the work, and I take most of the credit um, because we have that kind of arrangement. But uh, so John will reach out to the, uh, to, you know, he'll reach out to the Rams. Head. We have a good relationship with them. We know the folks over there, for example. And we'll say, hey, um, we'd really like to interview them. You know, they can put us in touch with their agents, and we go back and forth. Um, there was someone uh, recently that, that turned us down. They'll, 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 I'll let him go unnamed, except it rhymes with Rob Schneider. Oh, and okay. Rob Schneider's folks, and they said, well, yeah, we'll take a pass. I'm like, all right, all that. I mean, they were, I emailed them at like 11.15 at night, and 11.17, they kept back to us. But the vast majority of them, 
they're really nice about it. I mean, we have some really big names that have stunned that agreed to come on. Like Tom Papa, he's one of the biggest comics in the country. And he came on, he, he talked to me for like 30, 35 minutes. He was, he was a blast. Um, and then we, even like people you wouldn't even think that would be fun. We had John O'Hurley. Remember, he was sure, yeah, sure. Um, Jay, Jay Peterman, Peterman on yeah. Seinfeld. And he, he's doing like a musical review, and he was a lot of fun. You know, it, it, these people that you, you don't really know. Oh, who's the guy? Who's the guy that was on Entertainment Tonight a long time ago? John um, Tesh? Well, he was. Who is it? John Tesh? Yes, John Tesh. Um, so John Fernay interviewed John Tesh, and I, he goes, do you want to interview him? I'm like, no. I don't interview John, John Tesh, so John took it, and it was a phenomenal interview. I'm like, I'm sorry I missed out on that. That was so much fun. You <laughs> yeah, know, but... As, but the local people, they or sometimes it's the Rams will call up and say, "Hey, can we can you get them on? You know, we're, they, we just we had a late edition, so we're not selling tickets just because people don't know that they're there." Right. Um, uh, or then, and like you know, Peter Franchot, they they called us, which is great. You know, it goes to our head the ego when they call us. But yeah, we'll keep you know, that it's, in um, it, it's yeah, it's not that heavy, not that heavy lifting really. It's, you know, most of the time they say yes, but it's um, but then you get get on there and you know, all of a sudden you freeze up because you're like, I don't, I don't know what to talk to them about. But then it's more of a skill level. They kind of, we, we make it work. Yeah, but you also, but for folks who are listening to this, yes, there's celebrity interviews. Yes, there's sometimes uh, interviews you have with, with elected officials or whatever. But you guys also do, you know, you've talked to the folks that do the, the um, burgers and bands thing or do local events or the people who run Maryland Hall or kind of the slice of, you know, cultural life and, and, uh, non-profit activity that's going on. A lot of real community-type outreach that you guys do where you have these people on talking about organizations and events that are coming up um, th- to get people involved in, which are really fascinating as well because you kind of hear about these things if you live in the area and, and um, you explain what's going on, and that's a real outreach that you guys do as well. Well, we try, and those people really reach out a lot because they want to get the publicity for, you know, we're not – we're not huge, but we got a pretty good following, especially locally. So, you know, they want to get their events in front of people. And sometimes, I mean, you guys know how it is. You don't want to be public access where, you know, it's one of the public access shows where you're sitting there with someone with a fern between you. So sometimes you get folks on, you're like, I don't know where how to fill an hour, you know, talking about this event. Right, right. And so the challenge then becomes, our, how do we make this interesting? You know, because it's an important event. We want people to hear about it. There's got to be a story there. And sometimes we're successful. Other times we're not. But, you know, we've, we've had some great shows and we've had some clunkers, you know, but, you know, we, we know the difference. So, you know, whenever we have a clunker, we're like, all right, what can we, what can we learn from that? I mean, was that our fault or was that just the topic? But, I mean, you know, you guys know how it is. And you have a show and it's just, it, you know a lot happening that's going great or it feels like it sucks. And then when, later in the editing process, you're like, all right, that was a lot better than I thought. And then sometimes when you're going down the flames, you're like, well, I'm just going to ride this to the end. What's all you can do? Well, that happens more to us than you guys just because we're doing it live and not, you know, not in the editing process. Live. I don't believe you guys do it live. That's, that's unbelievable. Okay. I mean, that's, that's fine. I mean, we've done, we've done live events, but, you know, we, we, and we've recorded it. But we've gone back and we've edited out the parts that make us look stupid, which is a lot of them. Well, and then, and then when we added, we should do that. We should totally do that. <laughs> well, then we added, then we added the video right. element to it. So that adds a whole nother ball of wax. Because realistically, once yeah. the video goes up there, we couldn't edit it if we tried. Greg, you know, Greg. <laughs> Ostensibly, right. there's a way, but we haven't figured it out yet. <laughs> so how much? So, so, well, so, I mean, I don't. Well, you guys did that because you guys. I mean, you got so many more moving parts than we do. I mean, we just got uh, down and dirty interviews, and you know, we put those out. But I mean, you guys, I'm looking at your website right now. You guys got a killer website. You got, uh, you know, you're doing the video, you're doing the, the live podcast. I mean, you, you guys are really working without a net. That's just not in my wheelhouse. <laughs> well, 
you talked about you know kind of the shows and kind of the guests that you get. How much show prep do you guys actually do? Or maybe the better question is, how much show prep does John do before walking into uh, walking into record? Um, so actually, we do. It depends. I mean, we've had a couple. Like we had one that we had this woman on, this young lady on. She was probably nineteen, mm-hmm. and we kept her anonymous. And she was talking about struggle with addiction and um you, know, you can't prepare for that and that was actually a really moving interview you know we got kind of choked up during that and um but you know when, when it comes to guests like that we get through ram's head i mean i i actually do a good amount of preparation for that just because i don't want to be talking to chris christopherson and all of a sudden like five minutes and just go i've got nothing so i mean i over prepare for that and john does too but then some that we just kind of go in cold like you know when you talk to the politicos uh you know the governor or west adams or you know any of those guys um, and, and there's people who get it, like who, who, when they come on, they totally get how it's going to be. And Wes was like that, and the governor, and certainly Peter Franchot, is when they come on, they're going to have fun. And they did have fun. And we did some preparation, but they kind of take the lead. I mean, they've done this so much more than we have, right. so they, they know what to do. Yeah, so it becomes almost their podcast at that point, and we're just riding along. Yeah, politicians are, are happy But you know what I want to get on? And I got, I got, I'm dying to get on is, um, is uh, uh, Michael Steele. Okay. I would love to talk to that guy, and I know we, he's seeing our emails because someone mentioned that to, to knows him, and says, "Yeah, he's, he's or at least his admin has seen the email come in." That's the guy I would love to get on the podcast. He fascinates me. We okay. we might be able to to help facilitate well, I mean, we, that. Yeah, I mean, maybe we have lots of friends in common, and we've known <laughs> we, we've known. Um, what is he now? Fort Chairman? I don't Steel, know. Former, former chairman. chairman. Yeah. yeah, I mean, allegedly, possibly running for governor, depending on who you talk. Yeah, that to. is the rumor. Um, Do you think? That's what we've heard. That we've heard the scuttlebutt that he might run for governor in twenty two. We have heard that. Yeah. I vote for him. I like him. I don't agree with a lot. A lot, but I mean, I, I like him. I think I, I think he has some good ideas and some, you know. I mean, I'm center left. I'm not far left, but right. I'm a big Hogan fan. I'm not. I'm um, not sure Michael but, uh, Steele. Michael Steele makes that of a primary in 2022 for a lot of reasons. Which, if you if you had said that to 2002, somebody in 2002 would have been it's like two different worlds but right. there's a there's a lot right. of uh, there's a lot of of land between here and, and the primary in 2022 so right. there's still a lot of moving pieces with that he would he would be a he would be he's an interesting guy to talk to for sure and he's very you know he's he's in the media all the time so he would be a great interview so you want us do you want us to to stop uh trying to get you dan bongino on the show is that is that not one you're pursuing anymore yeah. oh yeah you never told us you never told us the Dan Bonchino story last time. Remember when I talked about that? He hates us. He hates and, you guys? Um, well, I mean, he hates a lot of people. Well, he's an angry guy. That's his shtick. That's yeah, his shtick. A little shtick. bit. Yeah. Actually, the, the one time I met him, he was really nice. He, we had that, remember that Tweetmasters group that was in Annapolis? Yeah. That was the group of people who got together once a month. And so he, for some reason, he, he was there, you know, at the Tweetmasters. He, I mean, he was super intense. So, I mean, that's not a persona he puts on the camera. But um, but he was really really nice and everything in person, you know. But um, but then on Twitter he's just an animal, you know. But I, I guess a lot of people aren't really. That's why I have to quit Twitter. There there is something to be said for for quitting Twitter as you, as as you yeah. did. Yeah, no, that's that's probably a smart move. I, so tell people a little bit. I still just, lurk. I mean, I still well, I still read it, but I just don't. Don't I, get I can't it. post because I, I was just getting, I was becoming an angry person. Fair. I I've I've hit a lot of people. Uh, or just stop following them, particularly the national political people, just because it just makes my head, yeah, my head it's, hurt. It's, it's soul sucking a lot of times. So how much, you know, kind of tell people, kind of tell people a little bit, kind of like promote, you know, when you promote the show, you know, what what do you guys do to promote the show? How do you kind of get the word out? I mean, obviously you've got a pretty core 
uh, list of subscribers. John has the capability of promoting it through the Ion Annapolis site as well as the Ion Annapolis Daily News Brief, which is another great show, uh, by the way. John's doing that yep. stuff every day, yeah. uh, which we we tried that for about, you know, putting out content every day for about what? Uh, it never lasted more than a few weeks. Maybe two it's, months it's, yeah. at tops before we kind of just gave up that ghost, and we were doing a lot less than what John's doing. But just kind of tell people how you promote and how you get people to, to listen to the show. How do people who don't know about the Maryland Crabs find out about it? Well, so, and you're right, John, John for those of you who don't know, John runs Annapolis, which is a uh, Annapolis-based website that's a news site. So yes. he's a friendly competitor to the the capital, and he puts out content on that throughout the day. And then every single morning at seven a.m., he drops a Iron Annapolis daily briefing, which you can listen to through your Alexa. And, listen every day. Uh, yep. he, he has not missed in a year. So he, um, so we do some promotion through uh, through you know the, the morning the daily briefing in the morning, and he does a little bit of Iron Annapolis. But I mean, to be honest with you. We, we jumped on Facebook a long time ago, probably you know, 10 years ago, and you see them. I, you know, I'm a marketer. That's my, what I do, my day job. And so when we have when we have shows we put on Thursday, we will boost them on Facebook. We'll give them a, you know, just a few bucks on a targeted demographic. Um, for example, we, we generally do it with Annapolis in like a 10-mile you know, radius for the mm-hmm. most part because we do have a pretty good following in Annapolis, especially right. kind of in the political class, you know, the people who right. – uh, work at the state house, and you know, so they do listen to us, and their staff listens to us. Um, but if so, the political ones we don't even have to boost that much because people pick up on it. You know, um, we can in a ver- we can invariably tick people off without really meaning to. And, and when you tick people off, they listen. We don't do it intentionally. Um, but neither do the we. The other thing is, like I did, I interviewed usually. Kathy. What's that? Neither we don't. Do we, we don't either. usually. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, John. John well. Okay. Is that morning podcast ticked a bunch of people off last week when, when they were talking about the replacement for uh, Michael Bush. So he had, he had people hunting him down. So I had to, everyone come to me going, your friend John. Well, we're not that close. I don't know him that well. He was right. He was right, though. But, um, well, yeah, I got a bunch of phone calls. I felt like his parents and the principal was calling me. <laughs> but um, but we, we had one that was, so I interviewed uh, Captain 20. So if you grew up in Montgomery County, yeah. Prince George's County sure. in the 70s and 80s, Captain 20 was huge. So we inter- I interviewed him because he was doing a show over the, so- the theater in Silver Spring. So I boosted that in, in Prince George's County and Montgomery County. And we got a bunch of, of people messaged me going, I don't know where you guys came from or how you ended up in my seat. But that was a great, great episode and everything. But they're not going to be regular listeners for the most part. Because a lot of stuff of what we do is kind of Annapolis-centric. Right. So we, we do do some boosting. And John puts it out there a lot. And also, you know, it's leger- leveraging relationships. So if we have people with whom we do a show about uh, an event coming up or, you know, we have them tag us on their feed and they kind of push us out. So it's, it's a groundslog. I mean, I wish that we had enough momentum that, like we're Joe Rogan, that we push something out and we have millions of downloads. But right, right. we got to push it fairly hard. You know, we're, we're a medium-sized podcast in a small state. So, I mean, it's some, you know, you look at the numbers sometimes and, like, shit, did anyone listen to this episode? And then you'll have an episode that you would kind of a throwaway episode, and you'll have, like, you know, 10,000 listens. So we, we can't figure it out. That's 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 very similar so. to us, where we write something or we post a show that we think is great, and, you know, the numbers are middling, yeah. and then we just have put some throwaway thing up there, and it gets a gazillion shares, and it just goes back to show um, our, our kind of motto that we don't understand the Internet. Yeah. Yeah. We yeah. It's, we've had a bunch. I, had, I think it was... Um, uh, not Paul Poundstone. Um, 
can't remember. It was this comedian. She's probably in her 60s now, and she's, um, I'm, I'm embarrassed I can't remember her. And that was just through the roof. It was thousands and thousands and thousands of listens. And um, then John had someone that, that reached the same peak, and we just, we, we, want, we want to replicate it, but we just don't, we can't figure it out. Right. Sometimes yeah. things just, just hit and they explode, and other times they don't. We had some that I thought were going to be just off the charts, and I was like, uh, you know, rubbing my hands together, and like, shit, what happened? I just, that, that didn't move. So, you're right, I mean, podcasting is now mainstream, and I say, when I say something's mainstream, I mean that baby boomers listen to it. So, you know, it's now mainstream and now, you know, we're trying to find, figure out what niche we're in. You guys have a very specific niche. I mean, you're, you are a red podcast in a purplish state, but kind of, or a purplish county at least. So, you know, you're going to kind of, the, the people who are going to listen, you know, lean right, are going to listen to you because they, they don't have that many options. I think the minor report, right? And Frederick had to keep kind of libertarian. That is, no, that's, a, that's a democratic no, blogger no, no, that right. you're talking that's, about there. Oh, is he? Yeah. He's, um. <clears throat> yeah. Let, <clears throat> Moving We're on. We're doing this live. <laughs> um, so, okay. So uh, for folks who want to find, and I urge everybody to do it, to find the Maryland Crabs podcast, the, the Island Annapolis Daily Briefing, where should people go? So we're at the islandannapolis.com is where you can go, or islandannapolis.net, sorry, for, for John. The Daily Briefing and for, for the Annapolis Daily Briefing and for the Maryland Crabs, Go to your podcast or whatever it is, subscribe. We always urge people to subscribe. That way you don't have to go and listen to us on, you know, we're on YouTube or on, uh, you can go to our website at themarylandcrafts.com. You can find us on Facebook. We have a page. We have a group. And you find us all there, but we prefer everyone to subscribe because that way, as you guys know, it's just sitting there in your queue and all of a sudden you're all excited. So you can find us anywhere. You can find us at info at uh, themarylandcrafts.com. Um, tweet us at, at MD Crafts Podcast, and I think that's about it. And John has a setup. He's a tech guy, so he has a setup everywhere. He has this on um, Stitcher and uh, on Alexa, uh, and everywhere else. I remember if I go to John's podcast every morning on Alexa, and uh, while I'm getting ready, it makes him very uncomfortable that I listen to him while I'm in the shower, and I just want to make him uncomfortable. <laughs> When I subscribe on Stitcher, I'm assuming Greg does as well. We're both Stitcher users, so yeah, I know I have it on Apple Podcasts oh, and on, on Stitcher, and I I will uh, depending on how early I have to get up because he posts it very early, but sometimes I get up before it. I'll, I'll say I'll say Alexa daily briefing and John's voice. You know, dun, 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 that music comes on and John's voice is there. So I yeah, he's a, I don't know. I, he put that. I mean, I'll make fun of him because it's just what I do. But I will He's say not here. He, makes, he puts out more content in a day than I could ever imagine on Indianapolis and on uh, on his podcast and our podcast. I, I honestly don't know how he put out that much content. Well, it's, it's staggering to me. And I'm and some and, of I'm not. And 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 he's fabulously wealthy doing it. I mean, that's the secret. <laughs> yeah, he's a very he is a fancy man. He is a rich, rich, fancy man. John's made all the money people allege we've made over the years. I hope that would yeah. be great. <laughs> Well, Tim Hamilton, it's always they good. Love you all the time. Yeah, <laughs> Tim Hamilton, always great to have you on. Uh, hopefully, we can uh, we can join you guys on the show again here soon, and uh, we'll yep. talk we'll talk to you guys again soon. All right, gentlemen, always great. You guys do a killer job. We really appreciate it, and we want to have you on soon. So thanks for having us on. All right, hey, thanks guys. a lot, Tim. Take love care. To have you. 
Tim Hamilton from right. Maryland Crabs, Bye. and of course John Fernay, uh, he does that show with, and of course IonAnnapolis.net for both the Maryland Crabs as well as the uh, IonAnnapolis Daily News Brief. If you're in Anne Arundel County, you should really subscribe to both of those shows, really. Yeah, and, and as they point out, they do stuff that even if you lived outside of the county, even if you lived outside of Maryland, yeah. you know, the interviews with, with celebrities and people coming around, they had a great, I didn't, I didn't talk with Tim about it, but John did an interview a few months ago uh, about a, with a doctor talking about this jewel phenomenon that the mm-hmm. kids are into and really and Ben jealous and, and Brooke, <laughs> I don't know what kind of, well, he worked for Jewel. Yeah, I yes. know. it wasn't Ben jealous, um, but he broke it down. And I mean, that's the kind of stuff that uh, not only is their show entertaining and they have fun, they'll go out drinking sometimes and have a live show and they'll record it. Uh, but, and they'll do the celebrity stuff and they'll talk to the polit- the local politicians but they'll also do something like that or talk about a local event. It's some, so it, it's definitely worth checking out yes. uh, the, the Maryland Crabs podcast and uh, J- Jim and uh, John and Tim, excuse me. <laughs> they want to combine them. Um, so not with Brangelina. That would be a, that so would that's be a fun, very, now that's a pretty funny. Image that would be a very now. confusing um, um, portmanteau, by the way. It would be. Look at you with the portmanteau. Uh, so anyway, those guys are great, and we're happy to work with them, and they've been really supportive of Maryland Podcast Month, and they're big f- supporters of of podcasting, and they do a great job of it, and uh, we hope one day to be as successful as they are. And look, we will have continue to have Maryland Podcast Month participants on the show throughout the month. We're going to have Mark Ronick from the Realm Network on in a couple of weeks. We're going to have the guys from the uh, Unravel Podcast. We're going to have that. guys from the Hunt Club Podcast on Go to MarylandPodcastMonth.com for all things Maryland Podcast Month. See the tw- 25 shows, I think it is. That are, we have WTOP participating now. Like yeah. We, WTOP came to us and, and said, said, we want to be part of this. Yeah. And they have like they have like 15 podcasts. It's fascinating. It's, a, it's extensive. We, got, yeah. we had a write-up in Talkers Magazine about this. We had a write-up in Podcast. Yes. Why am I not? Why is this the first I'm hearing of this? Go to Talkers.com. Search for Maryland Podcast Month. It's there. Did, did we share that anywhere? It seems like the kind of thing we should do. I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> Red Maryland was not mentioned, but Maryland Podcast Month. No, I understand was. Maryland yeah. Podcast. I, I'm saying, but Maryland Podcast Month has a, you know, we're on Twitter at Maryland Podcast Month. There's a there's page a fa- there. A Facebook page. Yeah. So Facebook.com slash Maryland Podcast Month. That's awesome. Yeah. It's not, a, it hasn't gotten as big of play, you know, media wise as breaking the Chelsea Manning running for U.S. Senate story. Sure. Or the Maryland flag petition. Right. But it's out there in the community. Absolutely. Can't get certain local media to cover it, but what the hell? Well, if only you had contacts with local media. Um, Anyway, the point is... uh, I wasn't talking about that local media. uh, Okay. Uh, They're great podcasts produced locally. If you listen to us and enjoy what we do, you're just just getting the tip of the iceberg. A lot of great stuff. And again, not just politics... Because, you know, politics, culture, entertainment, John and Tim have a little different take on politics than we do, um, but they do a lot of great content. Yes. Uh, that that's worth listening to. And there's a lot of other great shows that don't talk anything about politics, which is really fascinating. As right. Well. And again, like I said, if you want to if you want to taste uh, their their show with uh, Paul Reed Smith, famous, famous. Uh, well, God, what was that? Lottier? I, I don't I know. Where you're going the, I, I, I was a um, Laurier. Person who makes stringed instruments. I learned that phrase listening to the show today. That, that's okay. that's well, the you word. Um, you almost learned it anyway. <laughs> I, 
could say portmanteau. That's close enough. You, you were you were ahead of the game. Yeah, you should have quit <laughs> while you were ahead. Absolutely. Why start now? But uh, it's a fascinating <laughs> interview with Paul Reed Smith, a famous guitar yes. maker. Uh, and talked about how he first got his uh, his guitar into the hands of Carlos Santana. You've heard of him. I have. So heard of go him, listen. Yeah. Thirty. It's thirty minute interview. It's great. So go listen. That'll give you a taste of the Maryland Crabs podcast. Greg, why don't we take a break? I think we should take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about Baltimore. And there's a lot to talk about in Baltimore. A whole yes. lot to talk about in Baltimore. You're not yes. going to want to miss it. Stick with us. You are listening to Red Maryland Radio on the Red Maryland Network. We'll be right back. You know, getting caught for a DUI is something that can happen to anyone. A simple mistake that can have serious lifelong consequences for the person who commits the offense. That's why if you're caught driving under the influence, you should have the best attorney standing up for you, protecting your rights. Gregory M. Klein is that attorney, a lawyer with a track record of strong defense for those arrested for DUI. If you need a lawyer, call 410-541-6DUI or visit annarundeldui.com. Gregory M. Klein, 410-541-6384. Zwoele zomerhit. Klopvaste actua. De leukste cadeaus. Donna. The sound of summer. We are back. Red Maryland Radio on the Red Maryland Network. I am Brian. He is Greg. Thanks, Tim Hamilton. Good to be here. For the Maryland Crabs for joining us. In case you missed it, where have you been? The Red Maryland Leadership Conference is Saturday, January 11th, 2020. Doubletree Hotel in Annapolis. RedMarylandConference.com is how you can learn more about that. Okay? You're going to want... Look, this is... We we learned last year that there's a lot of interest in this. Yes. It was a great event. This year will be bigger and better. Yes. Okay. We can get some we, of the speakers know that we're working on. Yeah. Cross we, your fingers. Yeah. I mean, we're announcing it this far out so that you have a chance to buy tickets because it will sell out. And we've already sold a bunch of tickets already. Thank you to everybody who's already purchased their tickets. Uh, and, you know, the, the price is going to go up from that early bird special. So it's already you guys up. who did it so. were smart. But... uh We've already got a lot of great guests lined up, and we're going to have more people there. We're going to have – it's going to be bigger, better. We're going to have vendor tables. It's it's going to be fantastic. A lot of these speakers we're reaching out to haven't even scheduled for January of next year. So it's going to be a while before we can confirm them, but it's, uh, it's, it's very exciting. So do check out redmarylandconference.com. Yes. Cross off on your calendar, circle, put it in your Palm Pilot, whatever the kids use today. Palm Pilot? <laughs> January 11, 2020, in Annapolis for the Red Maryland Conference, Leadership Conference, Red Maryland Conference. One thing that we may talk about, I've, we haven't quite fleshed out the agenda totally yet, is what's going on in Baltimore. Yes. Baltimore is a fascinating place right now. Yes. Often for the wrong reasons. We Often for there's the wrong a new, reasons, There's You're a right. new mayor in Baltimore. There was a Mayor sir, Young, yes. Mayor Jack, Young, yes. who has been the acting mayor for a while. Yeah. I found it fascinating that they had an inauguration ceremony for Mayor Young a week after he became the mayor. Well, he was out of town when it became official. Let's talk about that for a second. Okay. Well, I get, Baltimore well, is in crisis. Their mayor just resigned. There is a shooting spree over the weekend. Sure. And Mayor Young stays in Detroit. Detroit, yeah. Detroit. Yeah. 
Not Hollywood, not Honolulu. He stayed in Detroit. Do, do you know? I don't know the reason why he was there. Ostensibly, allegedly, he was there, for... there was a conference going sure. on. He said he was already there, so it would not have made sense financially for him to abandon the conference to come back and run the city he's now in charge of. Okay. While there's shooting galore going on across the city of Baltimore. Okay. I, I mean, I hear what you're saying. But there was an inauguration today. Is it getting better now that he's back? I mean, that's really the question. So what did we really the governor, uh The governor was there at the inaugural. He spoke. Sheila Dixon was there. Yes. Keep that name in mind. Former mayor. The yeah. Once, the once and future mayor of Baltimore, perhaps. Wouldn't let's, that be Let's fun? bring that poll up. Um, Let's bring the because poll. we're our, talking about the most recent Gonzalez yeah, poll. The Gonzalez poll already polling the Baltimore mayoral election. Yes, because we have a mayoral election coming up. Yeah, unfortunately, I don't think that the, any of this is going to mean that the Republican nominee is going to win. But no. never, let's let's start first. Where go we, back where up for a second. Start? Go where back up start? for a second. Okay. There's a link at Red Maryland. So right now, let's well. talk about let's talk about the primary. So they polled Gonzalez polled four candidates. By name. Yes. Okay. Um, These are people who have either announced or expressed publicly some interest in being mayor. They polled Sheila Dixon, former yes, mayor. Former mayor. The most, most recent mayor before Catherine Pugh to resign in disgrace. I was going to say disgraced former mayor. Jack Young, the new mayor, who has said he's not running for mayor. Oh, okay. All right. Well, but he's mayor now. He might change right. his mind. Marilyn Mosby. The state's attorney. The state's attorney, correct. And Thiru Vignaraja, yes. the brother of failed gubernatorial candidate uh, Krish Vignaraja, yes. who ran the failed candidate for Baltimore state's attorney last year. Also correct. Because why not? If you can run for state's attorney and lose, why not run for mayor, right? And that was the poll. That was the four candidates that got polled, okay? Yeah. So ultimately, right now, if the, may- if the election were held today, everybody would be very surprised, but the winner would be <laughs> Sheila Dixon. Right. Among likely Democratic primary. 23 percent of the vote. Jack Young would get 19 percent. Marilyn Mosby, 18 percent. And Vic Naraja would get 16 percent. 24 percent are undecided. And and I think all of that uh, is close to or within the margin of error for this poll. So it's very close. But Sheila Dixon is the. So, you know, I talked about this on I talked about this. It seems like a week ago, but it was this morning. <laughs> On WGMG, it, it does seem that way, doesn't it? Uh, with Mike Bradley, uh, you know, you've got a new mayor, and we're going to have an election. So you wrote a great piece, and and Thank by you. the way, Mike made a point of 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 commenting on that piece positively, and I'm pretty sure I gave you credit. You did. Um, I was listening. Okay, good. Um, you know, is is something going to change? Are the voters in Baltimore City going to go a different direction? And the first thing you have to say is, well. According to the latest polls, Sheila Dixon's in the lead. So well, it's, now, not looking, here's, it's not here's, looking great. Here's the thing, though. This is Let's play good news, bad news. Oh, I want to play good news, bad news with you, Brian. Good news, good news. is that this is probably her high watermark. You think support. so? You think so? I think so. Okay. Because this is strictly name ID and the, the, All right. okay. the rump faction of Baltimore City voters that believe Sheila Dixon is their mayor. It's the same effect that happened okay. with... All right, that's... But but that's seriously, not, I mean... It's not great news, but okay, all right. But Marion Barry got, you know, what came back too. Yeah, but point. he won. He would have won. I'm, I he was gotten, mayor for life. I haven't gotten to the bad news yet. Okay, all right. The bad news is, is that that rump faction of 23% may be enough to carry the primary... Could be. If... 
Could enough be. people run for mayor. It's certainly a good start. It's certainly a good start. And if you're somebody like Sheila Dixon who knows how to win, and, and this is essentially a problem. This is what I talked about this morning. We've talked about it before. The problem is this, the politics of Baltimore City are so broken. It's not just that it's a one-party town. That's a big part of it. It's that it's a kleptocracy that the only way that someone can be a competitive citywide candidate is to play the game is to having the ability to shake down people for for votes is being able as you said to play the game to make happy all the kingmakers it it and the skill set required to be elected mayor of Baltimore does not include being able to be an effective manager it does not include being able to solve problems in fact those are almost almost work against you the key things you have to be able to do is be a shrewd politician and be able to demagogue and blame others for the uh for the perpetual problems that are going on in the city i mean that's the problem that that goes on here with the politics here it's you're not you this city could not elect a rudy giuliani to come in and i'm not saying because it was race or whatever or republican i'm saying they couldn't elect somebody who was a true reformer right who had plans to really change fundamentally the way the city did things to solve problems. While there's a lot of, and this poll showed it, there's a lot of dissatisfaction among city residents, which of well, course there would be, second. of course there would be, why wouldn't there be? It doesn't obviously translate into um, who the leading candidates are. And I'm not sure that any of these can't, I mean, I don't think Marilyn Mosby is this, the answer to the city's problems. I don't think Jack Young is. I don't think Sheila Dixon is. I don't think Theo Vignaraja is, and if you look at the polling numbers, his biggest base of support it's are white, you know liberal whites, liberal white folks, yeah. you know who, who who at the end of so the day they about, don't determine the city out. Let's the, the talk about of the, the, the direct. Well, unless there's a bunch of candidates in the field, which has that's how Martin O'Malley got elected. You had two leading African American candidates split the vote, and Martin O'Malley ran up the middle and won. Well, he, there was a lot more going on there than that. Um, so here, the other he question. He also raised a ton of money and had, you know, it was Joe Curran's son-in-law. Right. Yeah. The direction of the city. So they so Gonzalez asked, you know, right track, wrong track for the city. Right. 27% of city residents feel that things in Baltimore are moving in the right direction. What are those people smoking? Yeah, I was going to say, what? Way? Oh, really? Right direction? Maybe, maybe more right than a week ago. Maybe 63% say things in the city are on the wrong track. 10% have no opinion. I don't so, know. I don't know. People get shot. I mean, that's life of the so big So right city, track, wrong track, 29 to 64 men say right track, right. 26 to 62 women, right. 23 to 70 white, 29 to 61 African-American, 30 to 60 under 55, 25 to 65, 55 and older. I, I, and I think all, I don't know that any of those differences are statistically significant. They're not. It's, it's you know, it, it's basically 70, 30 bad. You know, 60, right. 40, 70, The city is on bad. fire, basically. Yeah. Which which I think anybody looking at it would tend to feel that way. Brian's right. I mean, I'm surprised that 29% of it's ludicrous people that that think it's people... in the right direction. And by the way, if, for those of you who ha- who didn't watch listen to this week's episode of The Air Raid, check it out. I talked extensively about this. But I want to get your thoughts, Greg, about yeah. the um, – yeah, oh, by the way, life in Baltimore. Is it better, worse, or the same than it was 10 years ago? And by the way, 10 years isn't that long ago. 15% said better, 57% said worse, 28% said the same. I mean, who was mayor 10 years ago? Do you even remember? That was Sheila Dixon. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't great 10 years ago. It's not like the city's 
But 57% said it's worse now than it was even 10 years ago. And and if you look at what happened to Baltimore Ryan. And that, by the way, is the era of The Wire, by the way. No, no, no. The Wire, I, I hate to say this, but The Wire was like 15 years ago. And the era portrayed yeah, in The Wire was All earlier right. than that. That's fair. That's fair. But That's now, so let's talk ago. a little bit about... And they were clocking 300 murders a year then. So yeah. Let's talk about the other candidates who might run for mayor. And this is where things just get... just. Okay. Depressing. So some of the other people who've been named to run for mayor. Brandon Scott, the newfangled city council president, who you last heard of running as Jim Shea's running mate for lieutenant governor. Correct. Back in during the year. Now, if you remember, Greg, I said at the time, Brandon Scott's doing this so one day he could run for mayor of Baltimore and have Jim Shea's contact list. I said that at the time. Pretty good idea. I'm sure I said that at the time. I mean, if Jim Shea had taken that, how much did he raise? Didn't he raise like $3 million? He raised a lot of money, yeah. Yeah, instead of throwing it in a pile and setting on fire, which is what he ended up doing with it, if he could put that towards a competitive mayoral candidate like Brandon Scott. You never know. Um, He's got connections still. So then we've got a, a, a number. How you, I mean, how much, I'm sorry, I'm interrupting you, but it still, it still irks me. I mean, how many of his law partners he shake down for eight grand for that gubernatorial race and he just... Literally, they could have just thrown it in a pile and set on fire, and it would have been just as effective. I concur with that assessment, but a bunch of city council members are running. They're part of the problem just as much as anybody else, or at least considering yeah, I mean, running. Are they really, again, yeah, are they really the answer? Are they the ones turning it around? Yeah. We've got some other retreads. Um, David Warnock might, you know, has been mentioned. He ran right. a very expensive race last time to get 9%, 9% I think, yeah. of the vote. Elizabeth Embry, last seen as Rush Baker's running mate last year. Rush and Baker, right. Um, so she's now lost two high-profile elections. I'm not sure that being – I'm not sure that in, a, in an election like 2020 that being the um, running mate of the establishment candidate who got whacked in the primary last year is really uh, going to help her too much. Bill it's something. Bill Ferguson, state senator, right. might run. Do you uh, think he's serious about running? Because he's the kind of guy. Why wouldn't he be? Who, I mean, seriously, why? If why would you want to be mayor instead of state senator? I mean, well, for one thing, it's a massive pay bump. Okay, all right. <laughs> I mean, well, I don't know. Perfectly. You, I don't. I don't know if you're doing. If you're, you know, if you're Catherine Pugh, you were doing pretty well as a state senator. Also, if you're if you never, if she never became mayor, we probably never find out about all this stuff. Just saying. Very so, true. So, very you true. Know, for an honest state senator, you're probably right. Uh, it's a pay bump, but if you want to be governor, it's a lot easier to become governor if you've been a mayor of Baltimore than if you've been well, a state senator. That's probably a good point. Um, and then my personal favorite, Ben Jealous, who you may remember six months ago was living just oh, down I hope the street from me in Pasadena. Yeah. Now all of a sudden he wants to be from Baltimore again. Sure, he was in why not? six months ago. Why not? He's as much a Baltimorean as you are. I was at least was born there. I, that's what I'm saying. He visited his grandmother I have more, there. I got more cred as a Baltimorean than Ben Jealous does. Yeah. Uh, so the point, the point of this, Greg, and I, I'd like to get your thoughts on this, okay. is that basically we've seen what's happened with the last couple of mayors where they were either corrupt or incompetent. Yes. And now we're going to just pick from that same pool without changing the game. Well, I mean, who can who can come up above that? You know, if there were someone in the city – who was either not an elected position. I mean, the, the politics keeps down people otherwise. You're not going it, to, it's almost impossible. Let's say some businessman who lives in the community who wants to be a real reformer, who wants to turn things around, that everything in the city politics is lined up against that person. Yes. Okay. Um, 
you know, an inter- a more interesting possibility of a real reformer, um, you know, might be somebody who's coming a little bit from the outside. Oh, I don't know. What's the name that's going through my head? Um, who's run for who's run for mayor before he works in Annapolis now he's oh I see what um, you're doing there very senior uh, very quietly snuck into the Red Maryland leadership conference last year he sure did he sure did and uh that would be an interesting and he's very famous family last name well we're talking about Kiefer Mitchell of course um a guy who's expressed some interest who works with a mayor who's had some inroads in there a mayor, a governor, I should say, a governor who has shown an ability to raise some money as well. Who you talk about contacts? Um, he's a Democrat. He's still a Democrat. Yes, I mean, he is. You know, he's one of the closest advisors to the governor, and he's still very much a Democrat. Just saying, um, we're going to get mail for that one. It, I, it's, it's true. true. Though. It's true. It's not the first time I've said it on this podcast. It's true. Uh, but he's a guy who I think could have some credibility on trying to change things. He could bring a coalition. Look, you're not going to elect a Republican. There's not a Republican there who's in a position. That's to not to be say we shouldn't run a Republican. Right. No, I'm not saying we should that. find I'm saying, the best Republican. And I'm not we saying can run. And, but that's the kind of intriguing candidate. And frankly, he's a guy who I believe could get elected in a way that is outside of all of that kleptocracy in the city and have a chance of coming in and really changing things fundamentally. That's what the city really needs. That's what it needs. The city needs to blow up the establishment. Yeah. It needs okay. it needs a Rudy Giuliani to come in. Right. The, the pol- it has and it has to be somebody from the outside because it can't be elected. The city politics and the demographics and everything else aren't going to allow now, someone like that from the inside yeah. to, to come up there. Now look, we'll be watching closely. Obviously, you know, Baltimore is the driver of the state. It's our largest city. It's important for all of us. Yeah both financially, economically, um, you know, psychologically, to have a, a functioning city government right now. Because right now, Baltimore city government has shown it's pretty incapable of managing its own affairs. Just look at the ransomware attack going on um, yeah. right now. It's, which, it's, it's not, talk, it, about, talk about taking advantage of a city in complete disarray. Yeah. Um, which the, just, if you haven't heard, a lot of the city's computer systems have been taken over by pirates. a ransomware attack. Yeah. And things have... You know, not that they were ever buzzing at a high level, but they've they've slowed basically to a crawl. Right. And 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 look, you know, it's easy for I think for a lot of conservatives. I see this in the comments on our page when we write about this stuff. There's a lot of those people and they. Yeah. And, you know, I, I understand that the voters keep electing these people. There's no question about that. Uh, and and I also see it. What I see in these polls are. um there's a high level of frustration. Yes. There's a high level of dissatisfaction, but the politics in the city are so broken that it's hard to break through. Right. Somebody could come in and be primed to do it, but the way the city politics are set up, it's it's easy to blame the voters, and ultimately, at the end of the day, these people are elected. I get it, but you really have to have some sort of outside leadership, and I'm talking about support from the outside. Um, obviously, you want a mayor who's in the city and understands how to do that. There aren't very many people on that list who could really do this job effectively. And it's a tough job. And it's a it's a really difficult job. It's a tough job. job in the best of circumstances. And, it's easy and these to, are not the best right. of circumstances. And it's easy to crap on Baltimore. And I think and I think that that there's some folks on our side who just, you know, just want to. Ah, they they suck. They're horrible. But it really does negatively affect us because we yes. are investing literally investing a lot of money in the right. city. We'd like to see some return. And. And there are a lot of people in Baltimore who 
I mean, there are a lot of good people who live in Baltimore who are stuck in a horrible situation. Yes, and they can't get out of it. That that good people who get up and work hard every day and try to do the right things and are trying to, um, you know, trying the, their kids are sent to schools that are terrible. They 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 live in areas that have terrible intractable crime problems. You know, they they they're trying to make it better. And it's easy to say, you know, and they have politicians come around saying, oh, I feel your pain and I'm going to do this and that they have no intention of ever doing it. And it's easy to be cynical, but you can't blame good people trying. And they are stuck in this situation. Right. You should have real empathy for that. And I and I do. And I'd like to see it change for their sake, because there are a lot of really good people in Baltimore trying to make the city work. And there are people who need a chance. Um, and they're not getting it with this city. And, and there are place. good people who want to support. You know, the problem is there's some there's a lot of left wing progressives who won't break the wall down to, you know, get beyond their idea ideology and their party identification and their, you know, intersectional politics to, to point out, you know, fundamentally you the, this the political structure of the city the politics the democratic party in the city is broken yes okay and the way that you approach politics from that left-wing progressive intersectional way is part and parcel of the problem of allowing real reform and real common sense change to happen in the city and we saw a lot of that blow up on twitter this week this is my favorite thing about twitter this week is basically us pointing out hey Baltimore's politics are pretty broken. You guys need to kind of worry about yourselves here. You know, you need to fix what's broken. And ultimately, by the end of it, it was a bunch of nobodies on Twitter saying basically all of Baltimore's problems are Red Maryland's fault. It was my favorite thing I've ever seen. It's it's demagogic. It just goes to show you people who are just complete bedwetters, people who don't know what they're doing, what they're talking about, mainly – White liberals who live in Canton who really don't know. If you live in Canton and you don't, you kind of hang out in Canton, you don't know what's going on in the city. Yeah. Canton's a whole other world. It can it's be. very yeah. easy for you to wear your Bernie bro hat and go drink your latte and not realize what's happening 12 blocks away in East Baltimore or on the other side of the city in West Baltimore or what's going on in Pimlico or Westport or a dozen other places in the city. And it's very easy, as Greg said, to think that your intersectional nonsense is going to fix the city's problems when realistically, intersectionality, realistically, your progressive left-wing shtick has caused all the problems to start with. Yeah, and you can't elect people who are go- who can who can get policy. You know, the things you need to do to kind of fix the city are encourage economic development right which doesn't mean tiffs it means doesn't ov- mean pilots doesn't it means, means overall handouts. tax reduction right it means overall business friendly uh regulation means, well you yeah. can't have that with progressives who want to jack up the minimum wage and want to and want to you know pass styrofoam bans and make it harder to Styro- run yeah, the, 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 the priorities of the baltimore city council styrofoam bans plastic bag bans dealing with food deserts banning liquor right. stores from selling food um changing the name of columbus day right that's the priorities in baltimore city and 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 you can't you know you, you need a police force that number one has some stable leadership and number two is prioritizing getting bad guys off the streets and keeping them there. Right. And has the cooperation of, you know, a state's attorney's office and a 
and a and you know a, a bench, frankly, that's going to help accomplish that end. But what you have are politics that say putting people in jail is the problem, not the solution to crime. And guess what? You got lots of criminals on the streets committing crimes, and a lot of a lot of youthful offenders who basically know they can get away with whatever they want, which makes which makes you know problems greater. And, you know, there are solutions to these problems that have worked in other big cities. I talk, you know, I mentioned right. Rudy Giuliani. The things that have been proven to work are not politically viable. And even the and even the Democrats and you know, I, I look at somebody like Jane Miller, you know, the Jane Millers of the world are never gonna who recognize how bad things are being run in the city are never going to support even Democrats who could who could get elected, who could do the kinds of things that would fix the problems. Right. Because their priority is progressive ideology or intersectionalism over common sense fundamental fixes. Right. Okay, you know, the kind of stuff that William Donald Schaefer would have done as mayor. Yeah. Um, you know, and I'm not talking about Martin O'Malley. You know, Martin O'Malley put a bunch of people in prison, but he didn't keep them there. So it just became a mass incarceration for its own sake rather than a real crime. Right. A real crime thing. And his politics got in the way of cooperating with, you know, federal law enforcement, for instance, or other things like that. You know, you got to take all that out. One of the things that Catherine Pugh tried to do was work with the state trying to do some of these things and trying to be in a cooperative way because she realized it had to be done. Right. You know, unfortunately, she was so inherently corrupt that that got in the way. And that's another thing. You need somebody, you know, and this is this is the part where people talk about character doesn't matter and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, it does. It does. It does. It does. So anyway, I'm not terribly optimistic because – we know what can work. We know what would work. But the, the po- so when we talk about the politics are broken, it's not just. And the Democratic machine structure in yeah. Baltimore is designed to elect the most radically left wing candidate possible. Yeah. And one that is or it, it, and if they're not sincerely that that's what they play to. Right. And then and then when problems don't get fixed, they're able to demagogue. You know, oh, it's all Larry conservatives, fault. conservatives, it's all Republicans. Fault. It's all Red Maryland's fault. You know, it's federal policy that's destroying the cities. Right. It's all this kind of Nobody stuff. Nobody takes any responsibility Ra- for their actions. Right. It, rather than rather than coming and saying, you know what, we have criminals on the streets. We ought to put them in jail and keep them there. And that would that would help a lot. You've got a state's attorney who doesn't want to prosecute people for certain crimes that she has decided should should not be prosecuted. Right. You've got. Um, yeah, they're more worried about not having people's criminal past be held against them rather than punishing people for committing crimes. And and the people who suffer for that are the good, law-abiding, hardworking people of the city of Baltimore. Who And there are a lot of them who yes, still get up every day and do the right thing. And it seems like everything is incentivized against that. Yes. And they don't have... They have politicians who play lip service to that sometimes, but aren't really interested in doing the kinds of things and they get and there is that you know there's this the there's this left-wing racial demagoguery that goes on right um that that you know i mean to switch gears a little bit this mary bubala nonsense okay mary bubala asked this question you you know what i'm talking about I do. right Brian? she asked a she asked a question that is admittedly i think poorly worded and in this day and age you have to be more careful with what you say but her question was we've had these three african-american women as mayors should we have some sort of change the fact that they were african-american women is completely irrelevant yeah, the second which half is, of her question the was second fine. part of her question the first is, part was the disaster the first part was 
shouldn't have even been part of the question. Exactly. That's why she got the fired, second right part, or wrong. The, wrong. But the second part of her question is a question we've asked that many of you ask that people should be asking that the 70% who think the city's on the wrong track should be asking. Don't we need different kind of leadership? Right. It's, but, it's, not, but about, what, it's not white or black, male or female, animal or vegetable, gay or right. straight. Right. Jewish or Catholic or Muslim, it's about people who actually subscribe to a moral code to do the right thing. And, and it doesn't to, matter right. what background they come from. Are They need to be people of high moral fiber. Baltimore City, particularly the Baltimore Democratic Party, has not offered that to the people in a okay. long, long time. All right. But the problem is that's not what the story became. The story became... Um, you know, she's making some sort of racial or sexist comment that women can't be effective mayors or African-Americans can't run cities themselves or whatever else. And that's her truth. And look, I go on Facebook. I'm friends with with our Afri- like our friend Kenny Burns. Mm-hmm. OK, who's an African-American reporter up in Philadelphia. We've known for a long time, lived in Baltimore, covered Baltimore, had his own run ins with Baltimore mayors in the past. He posted about this. He was absolutely convinced. One thousand percent racist, sexist, stupid. And all of his commenters agreed. Okay. So the getting fired, she deserved to get fired. And it was like obvious. And that's that's in that bubble, which by the way is very similar to the way that most residents of the city are getting the story, the way that Baltimore City politicians will spin this story to protect themselves. You they're never even going to talk about the second half of the question. Okay. Meanwhile, you take a guy who I'm also friends with, Delegate Haven Shoemaker from Carroll County. Let's ban, or, you know, our friends on BAL who are talking about this. People are outraged. This is an overreaction. This is PC run amok. This is, this is the, you know, the city's broken. Can't we admit that it's broken? You get a little discussion in the second half, but it still becomes this kind of tribal debate about the distraction of, of um, intersectional politics rather than the real hard question that never gets answered. And I, by the way, fall somewhere in the middle on this. Because but the point I believe is, her, well, because I believe you can't, there has to be some level of racism to say what she said regardless of it. But the second question is the most important question, which goes back to the moral fiber of the mayors. Right. But the point is, if you are a politician, if you're Sheila Dixon in the city, you spin the of first course. part of the question to make sure the second part of the question never becomes the discussion. And in that bubble of the that most of the voters who vote in a democratic primary in the city live in that's all the discussion ever is right that's how you deflect and demagogue your way out of real accountability sheila dixon didn't improve the city when she was mayor and she stole gift cards and was convicted of a crime right there shouldn't be any serious discussion about her being mayor of baltimore again okay um but as you say name recognition She's in the game. She can come back around. That conviction is going to be politically motivated and it's going to be whatever. And she's able to demagogue that to get back to the top of the heap. You know, potentially, I'm not saying that's going to happen, but that's the kind of thing that that could happen. Brandon Scott's trying to come in as the young, you know, reformer type. But, you know, he's probably just trying to do the same thing and he's going to have to make the same kind of compromises to get to where. He wants to be. I mean, what has he really done in the city council that's made the city better? He's again going to be the same progressive left wing. It's the city council intersectional politics that isn't going to really solve any of these problems. If they if they would have worked, they would have already worked by now. But I think it's interesting to you know part of it's our political discussion in general. But 
you know, if you want to make Baltimore City better, um, debating over whether Mary Mubala's erases or not only maintains the status quo. So the point of this whole conversation is And by the way, I think she got fired. I'm sorry, I'm interrupting you. I tend to agree that she got fired because she'd been there for a long time, probably had a high salary. It was an easy way for Jay-Z to fire her and hire somebody a lot cheaper. That's what it's really all about. Yeah, more than likely. So, End of sermon, but Baltimore, you got to do better for all of our cities. Or or not, which always failure is always an option, it seems. I do want to remind you that this week's episode of Red Maryland Radio was brought to you by the Frederick County Republican Party, whose Lincoln dinner is tomorrow night. Tomorrow night. The... Linganore Winery out in Mount Airy. Guest speaker, Congressman Jim Jordan. You're not going to want to miss it. Yes. FrederickGOP.com or contact Joey Lynn Huff. Joey Lynn H. J-O-E-Y-L-Y-N-N-H at Comcast.net. You can you can ask the congressman and about the constitutional crisis. That's authority of the of the Frederick County Republican Party. Yes. Joey Lynn Huff, treasurer. You are, this show is also sponsored by the Montgomery County Teenage Republicans Banquet. On Tuesday, June the 11th, join guest speaker, former Governor Bob Ehrlich at Buca de Buca de Beppo, 122 Kentlands Boulevard in Gaithersburg. By the time we stop running this ad, I'll finally have it pronounced properly. This event is free for teenage Republicans, but $40 for adults. For more information, contact Ryan Nyadak, Ryan at Nyadak.net, G-N-I-A-D-E-K.net, or Dwight Patel at Dwight at DwightNation.com. That's authority of the Montgomery County Republican Central Committee, Don Irvine Treasurer. You are also invited to another sponsor of our show's event, the 2019 Montgomery County Republican Party Lincoln Day Dinner, featuring guest speaker Lieutenant Governor Boyd Rutherford. Dinner takes place on Monday, June 17th at the Doubletree Hotel, 8120 Wisconsin Avenue in Bethesda. Sponsorship opportunities are available for tickets and more info, mcgop.com. Click on the 2019 LDD Authority Montgomery County Republican Central Committee, Don Irvine Treasurer. Additionally, the Red Maryland Leadership Conference is Saturday, January the 11th, 2020. Go to redmarylandconference.com to buy your tickets. And finally, please support Red Maryland on Patreon. Yes. Another opportunity for you to give back to Red Maryland and get special Red Maryland content, special Red Maryland opportunities deals you name it it's there for you a dollar a month helps absolutely anything you can do helps everybody if everybody who watches this show everybody who supports us gives a dollar we'll be swimming in money to do a lot of things and you all have great uh, patron exclusive content that you'll be able to get to Uh, patreon.com slash just like tim talked about um you know a facebook bump spending a couple bucks on that helps get the word out on the show to other people yes that's the kind of stuff this money goes for. Every single penny goes towards that kind of stuff. So right. anything you can do to help us, patreon.com slash redmaryland. Redmaryland.com is the home base for all things Red Maryland. Lots of content there. Great article by Mark Unkefer this week about traffic in Montgomery County. Yeah, that's where the issue. new battlefield is. Big we issue. didn't get to it this week, but that's a huge issue we're going to be talking about for quite a while. Yeah, absolutely. So go to redmaryland.com to learn more about that. Please like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Red Maryland. We are on Twitter at Red Maryland. We are on Instagram at Red Maryland. Please share us and invite your friends, family, neighbors, colleagues, coworkers, uh, co-religious in-laws and outlaws to like our page, share their content, our content with them, put it on your wall, put it in your groups, post it to pages, send it to people, post it in your next door community group, share it on Twitter, share it on Instagram, put it on MySpace, use Friendster, whatever. You are the force multiplier that helps Red Maryland content spread and grow. You help us grow. You help us get new patrons, new attendees to the leadership conference. Your support 
makes it happen. Thank you can you. also subscribe to Red Maryland content like this on iTunes, Stitcher, Spreaker, the TuneIn Radio app, and Google Play. Correct. Have shows like this one automatically download to the device of your choice. Greg, sometimes does the conservative refuge on Saturday. Are you doing one this week? We'll see. That means no. I'll be <laughs> Sound back. like my wife. I'll be <laughs> I'll be back. With Are you going to take care of that today? We'll see. That means no. I'll be back with another episode of the Air Raid this Sunday night on the Red Maryland Network. We'll be talking about tax policy this week, by the way. FYI. Deferred or again it? We'll have to wait and see. That's his team. Tune in and find tease. out. And then Greg and I are back next Thursday. We'll yes, have we poll are. results. We'll have poll uh, results. We'll have wow. Red Maryland. Uh, it's not Red Maryland. Maryland podcast month content. All that next Thursday, who are we eight p.m. Next week? I don't remember who it is next week. Okay. But sorry, I didn't mean in, to put you on the spot. Tune in to find out. Yes, and go to MarylandPodcastMonth.com we'll dot to check out all the information about Maryland Podcast Month. Great stuff. RedMarylandConference.com to buy a ticket to the conference, and RedMaryland.com, the home base for all things Red Maryland. You can get in touch with us. RedMaryland at gmail.com is how you can do that to email us, or you can call or text the Red Maryland Talkback Line four one zero two zero five four eight seven five. What's that number? Four one zero two zero five four eight seven five. We will feature your comments and questions on a future episode of Red Maryland Radio. And as Greg likes to say, the more negative, the better. We, we've been tested on that point, and we stand by it. Indeed. Greg, any final thoughts? Uh, definitely help us out on Patreon. Thank you to uh, Tim for coming on and joining us. Definitely it's the Maryland Crabs podcast. Maryland Crabs, the, the, the um, Eye on Annapolis Daily Briefing. Listen to it every day. Probably shouldn't promote it since John didn't come on, but that's okay. He's a good guy. They're good guys. They do a great show. As as all of our participants in Maryland Podcast Month uh, are are great shows to check out. And you're gonna you might not like all of them, but I guarantee you're gonna like. So what's what's the old commercial? Nobody likes everything, but nobody doesn't like something. And that's I don't know what, what that's commercial for, but I'll go with it. Okay, there you go. For everybody here at the network, thank you very much for listening. For Greg Klein, Patreon.com/slash/RedMaryland. You have been listening to Red Maryland Radio on the Red Maryland Network, RedMarylandConference.com. Oh, radio, tell me everything you know. I like to sing with the radio. I like to play it real loud.